What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sam's Report. We are back in the proper studio. Still don't have a good chair. I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do with this thing because it's it's just not the right chair for this. And uh, I don't know exactly where I'm going to put it in my house. But uh, we are back again. Kind of a crazy-ish, but not so crazy week. Uh, a lot of things happening in the tech world. Microsoft's been a little quiet, which is okay. They had Build. Uh, they did have some SharePoint stuff this week. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, quick programming notes. I sincerely doubt I'm going to be doing a podcast next week. I am going... Oh, man. We'll see. Um, it could potentially be two weeks because I'm going. I'm leaving for vacation next Thursday. And I'm going to be gone for about ten days or so. Uh, going with the family down to the beach for a little bit. And I don't know if I'm going to have enough stuff to podcast about. Uh, we will see. So if you don't see anything for the next two weeks, I'm okay. I'm perfectly fine. I'm just vegging out on a beach and uh, relaxing for once, which will be nice. Looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. But uh, going, uh, moving on anyways. So a bunch of stuff happened. I'm going to talk about a little about Microsoft, a little about Apple, a little about Google this week, because there's there's a lot going on. Actually, late yesterday, Bloomberg broke the news that Andy Rubin, if that name does not sound familiar, he is kind of the, he's kind of thought of as like the godfather of Android, right? He kind of, he created it. Um, when you think of Android, he's typically the man, the face behind it. He worked at Google for a while. He worked, he worked at a bunch of different places. And um, yeah. So he, he built a company called Essentials, and they built the Essential Phone. Uh, it was pretty well received. The camera got some pretty bad reviews, but whatever. He he was building a company around Android, and Bloomberg broke last night that um, actually that company is probably up for sale, and it's not doing so hot. Their Essential Phone did not sell all that well. Apparently, they canceled the Essential Phone 2, uh, reportedly dropped $100 million into this company. Now, he did have some outside investors, so it's not just his personal stake here. But uh, the point here is that if the guy that created Android can't build an Android company and be successful, that that, that is kind of nuts if you think about it. And what it really distills down to is that um, just a couple key players now own Android. Obviously, Google, because they are the primary driver. They build Android. They run the Google Play Store. Um, then you have Samsung, who runs the Galaxy line, which, which I believe is the vast majority of Android phones sold, at least in the premium segment. And then you have other companies like HTC and LG. Now, we already know that HTC has been struggling selling their phones. Google bought most of HTC. Um, I can't imagine that LG is making a ton of money, but granted, LG is a massive corporation, so their livelihood is not at stake, but I don't know how well they're actually doing there. And then you have another company like OnePlus, which has pretty well captivated the lower end market. Whoa, I shouldn't have hit the, hit the desk. Uh, pretty well captivates the lower end market. It, and the point here is that Android is not some sort of savior. There was a lot of talk about Microsoft should build an Android phone and how they might even do it with their uh, Surface Andromeda device. But I, the point I want to make here is that Android is not going to save a company. In fact, it, it gave people lifelines into the modern smartphone era. But unless you are Samsung, who was able to just kind of capitalize upon it with some really, really good hardware, then you're not going to you're not going to survive. And what we're seeing here is just a natural condensing of the smartphone market. You can only support so many players in any industry. Granted, a lot of people buy smartphones, but Apple and Samsung sell a lot of them. And there's only so much room for large players who can create super premium devices. Because remember, it's expensive to build that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. 
uh, as my just got an email, GDPR is now going into full effect today, and that's why your inbox has been blowing up, and I just got another email about it, and um, that is awesome. But anyways, so Andy Rubin's company up for sale, no idea who's going to buy it, and more than likely, I bet they get the kind of Nokia treatment where a company buys it for the branding, and then they kind of build phones and products underneath it, but we will see, and uh, a Nokia as you guys are well aware, uh, they're now building Android. Nokia, in quotations, is building Android phones, and they're clearly doing okay. But they're not going to be. In, they're not going to be the next Samsung by any by any means. And so that kind of begs the question of like, should Microsoft release an Android device? I still think they should. If an Android powered Microsoft device is kind of like a hero Microsoft device, I think would be super interesting. Again, it's not going to make them completely relevant in the mobile space at all, but I do feel like they need to have something. And I don't know if Andromeda is going to get there. Andromeda is one of those things that may or may not happen. We've heard time and time again that Microsoft is kind of waffling about if they're actually going to do this. And so we shall see. We shall see. But there you go. Uh, speaking of Apple and iPhones and Samsung, uh, again, yesterday, Apple was awarded $539 million. They originally wanted something around $2 billion or something like that, and Samsung wanted to pay about $28 million. And so here they are at $539 million. Now, the reason why Samsung is having to pay Apple $539 million is for patent infringement. Or intentional patent infringement, I believe, is what they're kind of going after here. But a kind of kind of interesting question here. So Samsung, we already know, is a major player in the Android segment. Is a $539 million tax on establishing that market dominance, was it worth it? I think anybody would absolutely say yes. They spent a half a billion dollars, and now they own uh, a significant chunk of the Android segment. Microsoft spent $10 billion and owns nothing of the mobile segment. So $539 million tax for being able to establish that? Absolutely. Absolutely think that was worth it. Uh, other funny, interesting thing about Apple, Apple blocked Steam Link from entering the store, and it was just, Steam was kind of like, what do you mean you're blocking our stuff? Um, which is really funny because Steam has a pretty good habit of just kicking developers out of the store without any rhyme or reason, and so it's funny to see Steam on the other end of that coin uh, being just kind of screwed over by, by the bigger man. And yeah, I think Apple's saying it, it's competitive with their own business conflicts, and so they're not going to approve that. That is uh, just a little humor for you. So uh, other things happening this week. Mixer, 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 Microsoft's gaming stream platform, Twitch competitor, uh, is celebrating one year, and they, they announced some uh, UI refreshes and some other minor things. But um, it got me kind of wondering, actually, how big is Mixer? We know that Twitch is number one by an astronomical mile. Uh, I don't know how... I've, any clue how large YouTube gaming is that that it's got to be somewhere between Mixer and YouTube uh, one of the I mean one of those two guys is going to be number two and number three but we don't really have any insight how big YouTube gaming is um, Mixer is we can basically look at Alexa site info I should have said that which is an Amazon owned property but it's actually a web analytics public platform um, and tells us that Mixer's fairly large, but it's not anywhere near Twitch. I mean, Twitch is larger than Bing, to, to put things into perspective. So, uh, if anybody has any insight about which is larger, YouTube Gaming or uh, Mixer, I'd be loving it to know. But it, I suspect it's going to be very hard to parse out how large YouTube Gaming is. So, uh, other things happening in the world. Twitter, Twitter, love or hate them. Uh, they are becoming the champions of the PWA platform on uh, Microsoft's uh, domain, on their radar. Uh, Twitter is putting up 
uh, a night mode and there's other enhancements to their PWA that is in the Microsoft Store. And Twitter is also killing off a bunch of their other apps like on Xbox and Roku and all the things because I think their mantra is kind of right now, if it's not a PWA going forward or iOS or Android app, they're not going to support it uh, for, for, for much longer, which makes me nervous about TweetDeck because I am a heavy user of TweetDeck. But uh, yeah, we shall see. We shall see here. But uh, Twitter, good job on the PWA front. And that just shows you the power of PWAs because it's getting updated very frequently. And the, the old Twitter store app did not get updated very frequently. And so because it's so easy now and it affects multiple platforms, Twitter's just going nuts with it. And it's great. It's good for Windows users. It's good for Twitter users. It's good for everybody. And uh, that's, that's awesome. And if uh, you guys haven't checked it out yet, I put it up on up on this up on this channel. Uh, my sixth month review of the Surface Book Two, and I want to just address one minor point because people were, were hamming on me that hey, yes, you can charge it with USB Type C. Yes, yes, you can, but it is a trickle charge. It is astronomically slow, and unless I want to go buy a custom power brick that's going to do hundred, I think hundred watts over Type C, which I'm not fully sure that the Surface Book 2 can handle. Um, you got to take the blade charger. The whole point was is that I, I think proprietary charging solutions like the Microsoft Blade Charger are a thing of the past. I'm not a fan of them anymore, and I, I want them to go just Type C all in and just be done with it and with the next generation. So there's that. Now, other things happening in the Microsoft world this week, SharePoint Server 2019 public preview. I know that's what everybody wants, but it, it is a pretty big deal for actually quite a quite a substantial portion of the enterprise world. It's going to enter in June, and it's going to be released in the second half. The full public release will be in the second half of 2018. I would expect that an announcement to come at Ignite and or around that time. Uh, Microsoft also touted this week that the Edge has better battery life than Chrome when you're running the browser on a laptop, which is great, uh, but Chrome did kind of close the gap a little bit and the, the bigger point here is uh actually nothing to do with any of that what am i saying um i've actually been using since i installed 1803 i've been using edge and i gotta tell you guys it's fine um i think microsoft has finally reached a point where all the minor kinks are out of it there's still some things that i don't like for example you can't right mouse click on a word and have it search because it does a stupid look up with cortana and then you have to click through cortana uh, but there but it, it works it's fine i've actually been using it uh, about a week now and it's just a browser I mean that's at the end of the day it's a it's a fine browser and I've been jumping between Chrome and Edge and I don't see any reason to stop using Edge at this point any major reason um, that, that they're finally there the biggest thing again and I, I'm three days into waiting to hear back from official response from Microsoft I asked Microsoft when the Edge was going to come to the store I found the video from Ignite 2017 where they said it was in a private session, where, or not a private session, but one of the breakout sessions where they said Edge would be coming to the store, and it still has not. And so I'm waiting to hear back from their PR people. They're waffling quite a bit, which basically means I don't think it's happening anytime soon, if at all. But I, I might bite my tongue on that if they come back and say, hey, it's still on the roadmap, blah, 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 generic thing. But um, that was back in uh, September of 2017 or 2016. I can't remember. It's been a while. They've been making. They they said this a while ago, and it hasn't happened. So I'm waiting to hear back from Microsoft officially because I want to be able to write about it. To either it is or isn't happening. But here we are. Edge is still not in the store. And the reason why I say that's a big problem is because Chrome updates approximately every six weeks, give or take, something around like that. Edge is now updating only twice a year, twice. And so you can clearly see that Chrome is going to get a whole bunch of features, a whole bunch of press, a whole bunch of PR. Um, 
much faster than Edge. But from my standpoint, and I'm not trying to be just like all in Microsoft, Edge is fine. It, Chrome is fine too. They're all just browsers anymore. And at this point, the good news is that you have a lot of options. Firefox is still a great browser. Between Edge, Chrome, and Firefox, and I know some people are going to scream about Opera as well, they're all fine. None of them are dark garbage anymore. And uh, choice is a good thing at the end of the day. Big fan of choice. And so other things kind of on the horizon here before we jump into the questions is, let's see, we've got E3 coming up. I am kind of looking forward to this, mainly for one thing. I don't know. I can't grab it. Uh, it's sitting right back here is for the Elite V2 controller. This is the Elite V1. I will be buying an Elite V2 controller day one of availability um, because I love this controller. It's just falling apart and I need a new one and I've been waiting and we all kind of know that it's coming. A bunch of Elite controller stuff has already leaked. There's going to be a bunch of games. I It sounds terrible, but I, the game stuff doesn't interest me as much, mostly because I know the type of games that I like. I love PUBG, although the latest update to PUBG PUBG for the Xbox has been garbage. I play on, I need to, on that one, there's the Xbox One X, there's the the One S. I'm actually going to be, I think, giving this to a friend. The One S, that is, not the X. And it's bad. It, it is honestly bad. The game crashing is terrible. Um, they've screwed up some of the frame rates trying to make things better. They tried to optimize stuff, and it, it, it's a bad update. This last one that they pushed out that enables Miramar, the desert map. And so I hope that they figure this out because the crashing, the game crashing, physically physical game crashing is out of control at this point. And so other things I'll be looking forward to at E3. I'm curious to see if there's going to be any bundles for this guy. Like, you know, we're getting into the a decent portion of the, of the life cycle of this guy. And I'll be wondering if they are going to start uh, kind of chipping away at the price. Maybe not directly at the $4.99 price, but we've already started to see some bundles. Maybe we'll start to see bigger bundles. And those are the kind of things that I'm looking for um, at E3. Maybe they'll have a couple of surprises up their sleeves. I don't know. We will find out. We've still got a little bit of time. And then the other big thing on the horizon is Apple's WWDC conference, which is happening in about give or take two weeks. I'll be curious to, to see what iOS 12 going to be. Um, we all know it. that's what they're going to talk about. That's going to be a big thing. That's their primary revenue driver. Supposedly, it's going to focus more on stability, which is a good thing. Um, but at the same time, I also kind of hope we see some new stuff. But uh, just a stable, better OS is, is very much uh, <laughs> warranted at this point. So I'm going to refresh the questions here. And we are going to dive right in. All right, Mr. PKI says, I cannot re resist posting this one. Uh, will Microsoft's latest foray into AI include characters in console gaming in the future as your opponents or team members when you need assistance in a current quest? That is a fantastic question. And the, the thing that keeps jumping out into my head is everybody who's ever played a kind of a first-person shooter or whatever knows that your computer teammates are always garbage. And so it would be super interesting if they could actually... Um, make those better with AI. I mean, that's a huge, it's almost painfully obvious that this is a, like a learning point or a promotional point that they could use. We're like, look, our AI is awesome. We put it in games and now we have smarter, smarter uh, teammates. That would be super interesting. I haven't heard anything specifically, but gosh, that would be a lot of cool. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Pecos Bob says, what have you done with Mahedi? Uh, Mahedi is also a writer on Threat.com. So he has taken uh, he's taken 30 days off. He is in, in school, uh, and he has finals coming up. 
And so he said, hey, guys, do you mind if I step back for 30 days and uh, so I can really study, which totally respectable. He should be back, uh, back to writing June 18th is when he's going to be back online for us. Uh, M. M. McCypher, McCypher says, really impressed with the next iteration of the Surface Hub. Anything similar going on boards, anything going on or on the boards for Surface Studio? Maybe I will never be able to afford a hub, but if they could reach the uh, make a broader market. So I hope so, because this is obviously a studio back here, and it is painfully stagnant right now. And I think it was last week's show I was saying I was hoping that the next generation allows you to take this display and rotate it 90 degrees, because that would be super awesome. And that falls right into their love affair of hinges. And so I haven't heard anything specifically, but it does kind of make me nervous that we haven't heard anything. But I do hope that they update this thing. I don't, I don't know how well it's sold, but I mean, it's a pretty looking device. So I, I hope so. Uh, and he has uh, Andromeda, his second portion of his questions. Andromeda, I am interested and hopeful something will make will make it to the market. When you guys discuss or think about Andromeda, do you orient yourselves to other potential players in the sub-market? It's not hard to be a jaundice about Andromeda-type device. Uh, and do you think in the context of Microsoft's dismal experience and blah, blah, blah? I think, okay, that says... Does your thinking change when you are uh, instead envision a type of device product developed? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay, so I think what he's talking about is do I think other players, much like, think of the Surface Pro. Uh, Microsoft came out with it, and then a whole bunch of other vendors came out with devices like that at a lower price point and more widely available. I could see that happening with Andromeda. I mean, Microsoft has been trying to do this with all of Surface, that they creates a category-defining product, and they want their other players, or other partners, to kind of backfill. And this would definitely fall into that category. So your th your line of thinking, I don't think is crazy. I, I actually think it makes a lot of sense. As the question is, will Dell, HP, and those other guys doing? Because I think I think HP got burned pretty bad with the Elite X3. So um, it'll be interesting to see if any of them do jump on of it. Uh, Harm Junior says, "Do you think they will re refresh the Surface Studio? Any is guessed to win? I think they will refresh it. I would." I just don't know when, and I don't know why we're not hearing anything about it at this point, to be completely candid. Asdaf3 says, have you heard any roadmap plans for calendar and to-do? And if Andromeda has anything to do with time management. The time management, I'm not so particularly in the know about, but I do know about to-do. Um, to-do is getting going to get some features here relatively soon. Soon being in quotations, it could be a couple months, but they pushed out an update to people on the beta of to do it so that they were refactoring some code to, to make updates come faster, essentially paraphrasing here. So to do should be getting some updates. I will be looking forward to that because I could, I, I, I could see myself switching from to do as to to do um, just because I like I like being all in on the Microsoft stuff. Uh, because it's just easier because it, if as long as if they can make to do accessible from the web for my phone um, and built into things like teams that that would be super handy as for calendar I'm not thinking I don't know about calendar it, it makes me concerned because there were some layoffs or team shuffling out of some of those uh, groups recently and I don't know if calendar was impacted or not uh, Peter K says, I was just reading that in the smart speakers, Google outsold Amazon in unit numbers, Apple being almost non-existent. Do you think that Apple will join Microsoft and Amazon in cross-assistant integration? I would love it if they did. Uh, first off, Google outselling Amazon doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Google, 
I am of the opinion that Google has the AI assistant to beat right now. Amazon has the market share to beat, but I think Google has the better end product. And it's just a matter of time before they out they outpace uh, Amazon uh, completely, which I think is one of the reasons why you see Amazon and Microsoft teaming up. Um, the reason why Apple isn't selling their smart speakers very well is because they only have a HomePod and it's, it's expensive and it didn't get the best reviews. It's lacking features compared to things like Sonos and other things. Honestly, guys, if you're out there and you're thinking about buying a HomePod, I would highly, highly recommend you look at the Sonos One. Um, mostly, the, the reason why is that it can, right now it does Amazons, but they're promising in the very near future it will do uh, Google Assistant, and they're also promising that it's also going to support AirPlay 2. So you get the best of everything with a Sonos One right now, and high speaker quality, and I'm a big Sonos fan, so that might be coming out. But at the same time, um, you get the flexibility and you're not locked in. If you buy HomePod, that's all you're getting is a HomePod. You're only getting Siri. If you buy uh, a Google Max, Home Max, or whatever they're called, their big speaker thing, you're only you're locked into Google. If you buy a Sonos One, you can, you're going to be able to swap assistants here in the near future, which is kind of the ideal solution. And so would Microsoft ever work with Apple? I could honestly see them trying. I, I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, I think if... I think it would come down to Apple, although to say things like, hey, Cortana, open Siri, it just, it's really odd. But I could, I could see them trying. I mean, what do they have to lose at this point? So uh, Luke says, last year, the OneDrive team announced it was refreshing its UI for iOS, Android, Windows, UWP, and the web. It did so within a month of following on iOS, Android, and the web, but to this day has still not updated the UWP version, uh, which is beyond terrible to use. Do you think they're going to update the UWP version? I use a Surface Pro 3 tablet, Pro 3 in tablet mode, and have a touch-based UI work. So here's my honest kind of thought. I would be, I would expect them to update it to a PWA if they were going to, if they were going to completely overhaul it. Um, you're right, the UWP of OneDrive is not good at all. I think a PWA would probably make some more sense. It's, it's not a, the best case solution because OneDrive is kind of different in how it operates. But I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything specifically about the UWP for OneDrive being updated, but I can poke around. I know the guy um, who actually is responsible for that. It's whether or not he'll tell me. So... Interesting stuff. Uh, guys, this has been a shorter show, a little bit, uh, just because there's not a whole lot going on. It's a holiday week here in the United States. It's also GDPR day. And so on Monday, there's not going to be any sort of announcements or anything. Most people are going to be offline, myself most likely included in that. And um, it's just been kind of a kind of crazy week in the courts and everything else. But I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. If you're in the United States, enjoy your long holiday weekend. And if nothing else, have yourselves a wonderful Friday. And we'll catch you right back here next time on Z Sam's Report.